Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I really hope you guys had a great week. Mine wasn't too bad and I have been able to be encouraged about how much the 30 minutes opportunity that I've been challenging you guys with has been pretty helpful. It's been really mind clearing. It's been really foretelling about things that I haven't truly dealt with and that I'm just surrendering it to God. So if you guys have not started the challenge or have been kind of thinking about it, I say go for it. Um, I know some of the guys that are part of the Discord group and some of the guys that have been in the regular group have been really enjoying it and finding some insight. And it's been really neat to hear when they have shared. Once again, if you guys want to join the Discord, I do have it still on the group section. You may have to scroll a little bit to find it. But if anything, you can join the group and then you can ask me and I will give you the link. Um, if you haven't joined it completely yet and you've already asked for it, make sure you do. So that way we can make you a member in there. Um, there's, I mean, it's just a place, a third party situation just allows you to be able to talk. You don't have to worry about sharing your phone number or email with anybody. It's just, you know, you get to pick your ID that you want to be. Um, usually I ask maybe just give us so we have an understanding who you are in the group so that way a little bit easier to connect. Otherwise, you know, it's just been pretty neat as guys have been sharing, you know, here and there, and there's been, you know, some real life pictures and hunting situations and other hobbies. And, you know, I share some of the stuff that I've been doing and, and it's just, it's just really good. And if you're a type of person that wants to try to, to connect, it's a great place. I mean, you know, sometimes it can get really quiet. Sometimes nobody's really saying anything, but that's okay. Um, that's just how we are as guys. Um, but it's a place to connect. You know, it's kind of like, hey, let's meet for coffee type of concept. Anyway, otherwise, um, nothing really new for the church itself, other than I do have a church page set up now. Uh, it, it is Echo Life Ministries, and if you you'll get to see the logo that I was able to. Uh, get done for the church and we're st my wife and I are still hoping that somehow maybe we can leave you know by January and be able to move up to Hillsborough but right now and like just stuff isn't really happening there so we don't know what God has truly planned still helping the pastor which uh, is you know going slow but it's encouraging to see how you know to kind of fix things up and to just see those that do come to be a part of the church um, I, if you guys had noticed, I did link him preaching to uh, both the page and the group. And if you want to, it's going to be every Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. If you guys have time or want, just want to be an encouragement to him, um, I'm, we're going to start trying to keep Facebook Live a thing for right now. So I will do my best to link it so that way you guys can you know, notice it in the group and kind of jump in and maybe just say, you know, hello or, you know, you know, something encouraging or even just, just listen. Um, he's a good speaker. Um, he has a good heart and I, I know God has a plan for him and it's just going to take time and it's going to come together. Um, okay. So this week I have been trying to think about several like titles have come to my mind and and I, I remembered that one popped up because of basically because of anxiety and what I've been going through with anxiety and, and people who shared what they've been going through that I just thought that a good title would be the battle within. 
Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep it as that because I think I have a different title on my phone. But the idea is that I've been realizing that we all have these battles going on within us for whatever it may be. It, there's different reasons, different pasts, different stories. But like last week, you know, I talked about the Ring of Power, Lord of the Rings, uh, the titling and why what i was using and again i'm kind of going to bring that a little bit back in too because this, i'm i'm enjoying the series i know token people out there who are hardcore are like oh this is horrible it's just crappy you know blah 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 i i don't care i i'm a story guy and i like the story i i like someone's imagination being used and it's neat as for what i was thinking about for today's podcast was actually based kind of like the old movies and a little bit what's kind of going on even now because one of the things I always took from the Lord of the Rings series was the battle that was involved that wasn't necessarily the physical battle that we saw. You know, when we remember Frodo having the ring, uh, we, we saw the struggle that he had with the power that it did have. How it wanted to, to consume him. You know, he had Sam Wise. You know, Sam was with him. And Sam was kind of... I would say it's kind of like having that... The Holy Ghost in some sense. Like what the Holy Ghost does to us when we're starting to falter away from what we're supposed to be doing. It reminds us of Bible verses. Like Sam reminded him of, you know, Abitin and and... The life they left and the green and the food and the, and the friends and the family like that's sort of what the holy spirit is kind of doing with us every day in our walk as you spend time in god's word as you pray if you do this 30 minute challenge as you worship him as you go to church as you do bible study see there's different aspects in our life that we gain this knowledge and understanding of who god is we get this wisdom we gain this truth that we could stand on. Sometimes when things get rough, there's an inner turmoil or battle within us that is a struggle between the flesh and the spirit, between sin and truth. Gladriel spoke in this one episode, this statement that kind of lingered with me, and it was towards uh, Queen Muriel. She says, I know what it is to be the only one the only one who sees, the only one who knows, perhaps neither of us have to bear that burden alone any longer. I beg of you, Muriel, choose not the path of fear, but that of faith. You see, I don't want to do any spoilers just because you haven't seen it, but the concept behind the thought was there was something that Gladriel could see. There's something that Muriel can see but they were seeing it alone. And it made me think about how many of us as men have faced life alone so much that the struggles that we have with our flesh and our spirit with sin and truth, we try to hide it or we try to soothe it out without dealing with it, which is why this is connected to anxiety issues and, and our past issues and, and problems of our past that have been struggling in our health, has been struggling in our mindset, our heart, in the way we live, how we treat people, how we love people, how we react to people. 
And the fact that Gladriel said, choose not the path of fear, because I will say that most of the stuff that we've had to deal with in our past does lead to a path of fear. If you really think about the parts that you may be angry about, parts that you may be struggling, like even now in sin, um, your relationship, why they struggle, there's fear in there. A good example is if you were a guy who got bullied a lot and then also girls mistreated you and then you finally find the amazing girl and you get married, fear is still there. You still have fear of the fact that this beautiful, wonderful woman could leave you or not like you anymore because you still hold on to things that put that fear there. Let alone, there is a lot of us who have sins that we've been struggling for decades, years, since we were a kid, you know, because we talk about pornography, we talk about, you know, sexual sins that I dealt with. You may have been unfaithful, you know, to your girlfriend in your high school, and now you're married, and now you have a fear that you may be unfaithful again. You, you might have a struggle where, you know, dad was abusive to you, and now you're afraid to be a dad. There might be times where you're sitting there wondering, well, you know, I did A, B, C, E, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, you stole, you were a troublemaker, you've been in prison, whatever it may be, all these things in this past that you struggle with, anger, hurt, resentment, you know, all, we could just keep adding to that pile, but we use that as an excuse to be in fear of not being able to do something that God has asked us to do. And I know there's going to be some people say, yeah, but how could, a, how could a God love me? I'm horrible. I did bad things. I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it. And I have to remind you, that's fear. And also, pride. Because we start thinking we're the only ones that face this world alone. But the more and more as I grow in, in my faith and the more and more I meet more guys and, and as I grow up I can see that we all are facing the same battles but with different perspectives and battle scenarios and and understanding of what's really going on but the one thing that has never changed is who God is See, sin in this world has enslaved us and wants us to be anti-God, wants us to be all about self, that the solutions that we just need are right there in front of us. Why do we need a God? So then the question begs to us is, why do we struggle within? If we're Christians, why do we struggle within us? Why does it seem like we get stuck, that we fail? And, and then, you know, when I hear... Christians say, I don't sin anymore, here's how, and they give you like this list of things to do, I cringe. Because we all have sinned. We all have sinned. Because if we go to Romans 6, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because we all have sinned. And so, the wages of sin is death, but the fact that God has given us a gift of eternal life because of Christ, there is hope. 
that means. Even if you think that you are unworthy of God's love, God still has given his love, his son in love for you and me that we don't have to think that way anymore. We don't have to allow that fear to start festering in our hearts and our minds so much that we don't see what God has been doing. Because the second half of this is going to be on Romans 7. But right now we're going to focus on 6.23. And then we're also going to go to Romans 8. 38-39. But specifically starting at 37. It says, No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can separate us. And the fact that, like, like I love in verse 37 where it says, no, in all things we are more than conquerors. So we have conquered something. We're not enslaved because of what Christ has done. So we struggle because we kind of forget that Jesus loved us. We kind of forget why we accepted Christ as our Savior. We start walking away from following him. It's like if you think about it, um, a mom who grabs the hand of their child and says, we're going to cross the street. Okay, we're going to come up to the edge. We're going to look both ways before crossing. We're going to make sure there's no cars. And as she starts walking, you rip your hand out of her hands and just sprint across the road or you run in the opposite direction or you go down the the sidewalk further and then try to run somewhere else you see the thing is we forget that when we said yes lord i'm going to follow you you willingly put your hand out to him and you allow him to guide you through every single step so instead of seeing god do amazing things in your life you're sitting here asking yourself why am i struggling why am i hurting why do i have pain because you've never surrendered those hurt pains and struggles to him and you're not truly allowing him to lead because you still hold on to that hurt you still hold on to that fear you still hold on to that pride you still hold on to whatever it is that's keeping you from truly walking with him and holding his hand across the street in fact, do you have a fear of God in some sense too? Because you're afraid if I give my hand out to him and let him lead, I will be somewhere where I don't want to be. Well, yeah, it's a possibility because I went to Hartford. It wasn't my plan. It wasn't my desire. I had no desire to move to Hartford in my whole entire life. But yet I went there and God used me for a time and for a purpose and for the people that I did affect. God used me for that time. He used my wife in that time while helping us through our struggles, our hurts, and our situations to help us cut through a lot of the vines and issues and battles we had to go through, but also to prepare us for this church plant, to prepare us to be able to be who we are today while we're still even still learning even now more and more and more about ourselves that we need to work on and to build up on and to grow in. That's the same for you. It's a similar battle that you are going through. You just got to allow God to lead you across the street. Because it's really hard 
when we think we know what's best for ourselves. And this is that battle that we deal with inside. This is why we struggle in our walk. This is why we don't see him clearly. This is why we don't have true understanding because we're so determined that where God's leading is not going to be better because that's not the world's view. That's not the American way. That's not what a man should be doing. That's what a woman should be doing. That's not what my kids... Like we start justifying why what God has planned for us doesn't work instead of just saying, okay, Lord... I will follow. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to follow because I trust. Because I do it in faith, not in fear. We're going to take a quick break and get to the second half of this, and I will see you right after. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second half of this episode. And it's been a great talk so far. You know, we understand that before we accepted Christ, sin was death. We understand that because God loved us so much that he sent his son, because of John 3, 16, 17 declares that, we understand that there's nothing in this world that could separate us from God because we have been saved. Sin at one point did break that. <clears throat> but now here's the other thing. This does not give us the right to sin. This does not give us the right to act any way we want. It gives us the right to understand who God is. Because we can clearly see, because we have the Holy Spirit, because the God's word is alive and it actually affects us and it actually transforms our heart and our minds. It's also because we spend time in prayer. It's also because we praise his name. It's because we want to live a life that's like, like him, like what we're supposed to, holy and we're supposed to be walking in righteousness. We're supposed to be chasing after what is of God. And that way, we become salt and light for those who are lost, who don't know this, who are broken, who are lost, or who are living in their past, who haven't discovered the peace and love of Christ. We face a battle daily. And the thing that was so interesting to me is that we can read in Romans 7 something that Paul expresses to Romans in Rome. But it's pretty long because it's verse 7 through 25. So bear with me. It says, what should we say then? Is the law sin? Absolutely not. Now he's talking about the old law of Moses and all that. But I would not have known sin if it were not for the law. So the one thing that made me think when I thought of this right off the bat is if we if we didn't know Christ, we don't recognize that certain sins are sin in God's eyes, right? It doesn't mean that there's not some type of because we are made in his image, some type of longing or missing point in our heart and our mind and our soul. But in reality, a person who doesn't know Christ doesn't see the idea of living with his girlfriend and having sex with her every night and then breaking up with her and then having another girlfriend to live with and having sex with her every night is wrong if they aren't told that it's wrong. Now, people would say, well, ignorant is bliss. Well, yeah, for a time until then you stand before God and say, hey, um, do you know me? And he says, I don't know you. 
I mean, I, I don't want to be that person, but we're talking just the unsaved side. Those that we're supposed to be reaching out to, who are re we're supposed to be telling people about Christ about. Anyways, as we continue, for example, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, do not covet. And sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life again, and I died. The commandment that was meant for life resulted in death for me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So then the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, just, and good. Therefore did excuse me, therefore did what is good become death to me? Absolutely not. But sin, in order to be recognized as sin, was producing death in me through what is good so that through the commandment, sin might become sinful beyond measure. So the idea is that we didn't know that we were becoming weeds. We had the gardener weed out the stuff that we were not supposed to be. So now that we can see what those weeds were doing to us, which was killing us, we now know what we're not supposed to be. So in other words, the lost don't know that they're being choked to death. They think they're living the grand life of riches, love, sex, power, control, in their pride, fairness, activism, like whatever it may be, because everybody wants fairness of what they think is fair, and they all want power, what they think is power, and they all want to be able to have money that they want whenever they want it without working for it. Like you're starting to see like there's a pattern that the world is trying to ingest into people's minds and hearts as being normal versus what God says is normal or what should be normal in God's eyes for us is now being treated as evil and wrong and, and disgusting. Hence why we have struggles with churches accepting certain things that they shouldn't be because it's against God's law and commandment and book of the, you know, the Bible itself. <clears throat> so they accept it because, well, we're supposed to, they, they, they focus on areas like we're supposed to be loving. So therefore we need to be more accepting. No, that's not what it means because there is still a holy law by which we are to stand. As we continue in verse 14, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin. For I do not understand what I am doing, because I did not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what is... Now, if I... This is always like one of the hardest things to read. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is within me, or that is with me. But there is no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. 
Verse 20, now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this law, when I want to do what is good, evil is present with me, for in my inner self I delight in God's law. But I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of the body, what a wretched man am I who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So there is a battle that we are going to face. Paul is a great example of, you know, this is him speaking. He is showing us that, you know, he is... A dis, like a disciple of God. He is a missionary for the church. He is reaching out to the lost. He is preaching the truth. He is meeting people left and right. But the one thing we keep forgetting is, you know, he was one that chased down Christians. He's the one that was preaching the truth in churches or in cities and then was getting stoned. He had to secretly run away. He was chased out. He was even imprisoned. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a venomous snake and did not die. He struggled in his walk. He's showing us that there is a battle that he faces every day. Guess what? If he's facing it, so are we. He he is under the, the law of grace. He is a believer. He is walking in the truth. But yet he still struggles, which means that you and I will struggle. There is a battle within us that we must battle. And we are given the tools and capability of doing so. We are given people who can encourage us. We are given challenges like the 30-minute challenge. We are given opportunity to spend time in God's word. We're given opportunity that while we're work, working, listen to a sermon, listen to worship music, listen to the Bible being talked, spoken to, because, you know, there is like a Bible gateway that you could use that allows you to click, you know, hey, I want to listen to the Bible while you're doing your work. And it's very possible because I've done it before myself. You see, there's many ways to continually help us grow in our faith every day we want to and the key word is if we want to so the only person that's truly keeping you from seeking such growth is you you can have people challenge you just like the whole the old saying you could bring a horse to water but you can't force it you're the only one that's going to keep yourself enslaved in sin you're the only one's going to keep you in the the path of fear. You're the only one's going to allow your past to control yourself. And then that's why I've been challenging. Ask God for help. He can clear the path. He can open the doors. He can help you find people that can help you. He can bring in change in you. He can work in your heart. He can bring some type of understanding of truth. He can calm your heart. He can calm a storm out in the middle of a, a giant, basically a giant lake. You know, 
he can calm the storms in you. The struggles that you've had in the past, he can help you through them. The key thing is asking because there is a battle that you and I are facing on a daily basis against the flesh. Because the flesh doesn't want what the spirit offers because the flesh seems better, makes us feel good. But just for a moment, just for a time, you need to make the decision right now in your head. What is more important? Seeking out my revenge on someone, allowing the hurt from my past to be there because it makes me feel something, chasing down the path of fear because if I stay there, then I won't have to do something that I should be doing. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard people who have been hurt hold on to that anger. Even though when you tell them you should not be angry, they'll tell you, oh, I'm not angry. But then you listen to their words. You watch what they put on their Facebook. You watch them what they put on their Twitter. You watch what they say to other people. And you can hear the hurt in their voice. And you could hear the anger that's just barely creeping they're enough to make them not necessarily truly forgive and allow God to have. I get the hurt. I may not be the same story that you have been through, but I've had my fair share of hurt. And there's a way for us to not allow that battle within us the chase after worldly desires as answers to, f to fix us or to help us feel better when God can give it all to what we need. It doesn't mean that he won't use counselors and other people to help us in our walk. It does not mean he won't use a church to help us in our walk. It doesn't mean he won't use a job or situation to help us get. Because I, I will say this, being somewhere where you've been hurt terribly you know, in some ways, you don't have to stay there because sometimes God may remove you from that situation and put you somewhere else. Whether it's a job that's been really bad, he can remove you from the job, even if you've been there 20, 30 years. He can remove you, put you somewhere else. And he'll bless you and he'll help you with every, every little avenue of pieces that you might have with it. But he can do that. And sometimes he may remove you from the state, put you somewhere else, and then move you to another state to continue the process. Highly possible. Been through it. We don't understand the whole picture, but God gives us enough of what he needs us to see in the moment because he knows, gives you everything. It may not necessarily be about trust anymore, but just you might get stuck in pride or just try to get ahead of the game plan because if you had told me in 2019 or you know 2018 hey i'm gonna have you church plant i may have tried everything possible to do it in connecticut do you see what i mean see god has his reasonings at why he doesn't give us all the answers in one shot Because he still knows that there's a battle inside us. And he knows that the flesh will want to do what, they, what we think is right versus what 
he says is right or what we should be doing. Paul didn't know his ending. Paul didn't know his full story. He did know that God would one day allow him to be able to speak in Rome. But he didn't know that he was going to have to go through everything that he went through to get there and the way that he got there. But he still had his faith and he understood that whatever came at him, he needed to trust in God. And that's where you guys are at. Are you willing to step away from that path of fear and walk into that path of faith? Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to move into that battlefield with you and help you fight against sin, the hurt, the fear, the anger, the hate, the revenge desire, the, the wanting of more, to be more, instead of being what God wants? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit in today, in this moment, to change you? Because if you are, then ask, pray, seek him out, ask for answers, get down on your knees, beg for him to show you a path that is worthy of him and not you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. I ask that you bless any hearts and minds that are listening to this that you open their hearts and mind to any issue that they may be struggling with. If there's a certain battlefield that they're on that they felt like they've been alone, help them understand they're not. Bring people around them. Bring churches, a church around them. Help them to not feel like they have to face it alone. Lord, I pray that you move hearts, that you break hearts, that you open up hearts. Allow us to not allow the battlefield to consume us. Let us not walk in fear, but walk in faith in you. I pray, Lord, that you bless the men this week that are listening, or even the women. That you just allow this week to be an insightful change in their life. And that something would just be very visible that it's you trying to steer them where they're supposed to go. And that they are willing to listen and willing to follow and willing to obey. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I hope you have a blessed week. I will see you next time. And just remember, be Jesus to someone this week. Don't forget your duty and purpose as a Christian. You are a follower of Christ, so be one. You are a warrior of Christ, so be one. See you next time.